Hello, let me tell you about the Freaking the F Out podcast. It's hosted by me, Kelsey Bennett, and Maddie Scott, where we delve into the inner workings of our anxious minds, covering everything from the minute to the very big and life-changing, often with amusing results. We also cover a lot, being fearless with best-selling author Chloe Brotheridge, Grief with comedy legend Cariad Lloyd. Careers with Otago Uwagba. Trolling with The Circle's Alex Hoban. And dating with the extraordinary Jamie Windust. Basically, you name it, we're talking about it. You can download our new series of Freaking the F Out wherever you get your podcasts. And you can follow us at FDFO Pod on Instagram and Twitter. We're everywhere. Hello everyone, welcome to our podcast, The Little Women. We are three best friends who wanted to create a platform to communicate with an audience similar to our age, teenagers. We discuss relevant topics from significant movements to simple teenage issues that feel like the end of the world. Be on the lookout for our special guest episodes to hear about all the different kinds of people who have taken their time to not only educate us, but also you guys, giving an endearing insight into their lives. In today's episode, we were joined by Katie, who founded her own brand design and social media agency. Katie manages to balance so many different things in her life, attending university, working as a spin instructor, and creating Blink Social. Blink Social is Katie's agency that focuses on rebranding companies and helping businesses with social media management. This episode was so much fun, and we think it's a great one if you're perhaps a business owner, looking to advance and grow your brand, or if you're interested in becoming a brand designer or a social media manager, or even if you're just curious as to what a brand designer does. The Instagram really speaks for itself for Blink Social. It's colourful and full of character, which really represents Katie's personality and the amount of dedication she puts into her work. Without further ado, let's get into the episode. Hi, Katie. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode. Hello, thank you guys for having me. I've been binging your show for the past couple of weeks in preparation, so <laughs> I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, so before we get started, could you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and what it is that you do? Yes, yeah, so my name is Katie and I recently opened a social media and brand design agency. Um, I'm also in college. I graduate in May. Um, or university, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) I graduated in May, so I am just trying to build my um, agency just to keep going full time. And I'm also a spin instructor, keeps me in shape. So, yeah. Wow, you're doing all sorts. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So what is one thing that you are loving right now? One thing I'm loving right now is honestly just being home a lot and just being able to enjoy my alone time. I feel like for the past, well, before the pandemic, I would put so much pressure and responsibility on myself to be social and to entertain people in my home and stuff like that. So for the past year, I guess, well, it's right now too, um, I've just been loving being a homebody and enjoying my own company and exploring things that I really love. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I'd say like, there's a lot of things for us, especially that we wouldn't have done if it wasn't for the whole pandemic, like we wouldn't have started this podcast, probably. Yeah, so. definitely. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Uh, who is your biggest inspiration? I would say there's a collective inspiration of all girls and women around my age who have decided that they don't want to work for anybody, listen to anybody, and have taken their talents and started businesses and have been able to support themselves and really just live life on their own terms. And that's just really inspirational to see um, just people really taking advantage of their talents and their passions and turning it into a job that they can support themselves from. So yeah, just yeah. collective, a lot of UK designers as well. I feel like like the design style is so different over in the UK as opposed to in the US. And it's just so much more fun and expressive I feel like so all of the designers who aren't afraid to show color and personality in their designs are super inspirational yeah so what is one piece of advice you have right now for teenagers who are unsure on what they want to do with their lives I would say there's definitely no rush um and but we have so much time right now in lockdown and for the most part, being alone or with just people you live with to really think about what you love to do. And there's definitely a way you can make a career out of it. Um, for example, I i mean, I have always loved doing makeup and fashion and those are just have always been hobbies of mine, um, but I didn't necessarily think I wanted to be a makeup artist. And so like just throughout exploring the things and tapping into the things that I am passionate about and love and make me excited, I have found like just the perfect um, like career path for me that blends everything that I love together. So you can definitely do that. Um, the power of entrepreneurship is super super wide and vast so there's so many opportunities to create really whatever you want for yourself so yeah I feel like it's a lot easier as, as well now with like the internet and stuff you can share things a lot easier definitely obviously people can see yours yeah a lot better um so could you define for our audience what Blink Social is yeah so Blink Social is a brand design and social media agency uh, that helps businesses harness the power of strategy and personality to make their brand stand out against their competition. Um, I offer social media management services and branding design services, mostly for small businesses that are in the beauty, fashion, wellness, and lifestyle realm. I love working with women owners and um, feminine type businesses. So I've seen from your Instagram, you do a lot of rebranding and everything like making things fresh and more up to date yeah um do you just do rebranding or do you help create brands from scratch so for the most part it's rebranding um I find that there's a lot of people who start small businesses and do uh, homemade logos and branding which is completely awesome and everybody starts with that and it's kind of the a lot of my clients are people who you know they've been in business for like a year or two and they realize they really want to get serious about it and put an investment towards their branding uh, but there are some uh, new businesses as well people who have an idea and want to hit the ground running with beautiful branding and packaging and everything like that I'd say it's a nice mix of both so how did you come about finding this company I, so I was a intern at a social media agency, like junior year of college, like a year and a half ago. And I was doing content creation and things like that for 
like landscaping businesses, plumbing businesses, and you know, more, I mean, that just wasn't what I was interested in. But I knew I loved (laughs) social media. And I loved, you know, creating all the graphics and everything like that. And I was like, wait, I could do this, but only work with brands that I actually care about and want to see succeed and really want to help these people who are interested in the same things as me be able to support themselves and sell the product or service that they're passionate about. So I have always been doing like graphic design. I had a web show on YouTube in like fifth grade with my best friend. (laughs) And then ever since then, I was just so interested in social media, influencer marketing, graphic design, everything like that. So um, it's been just kind of all of my little hobbies kind of building up to everything that my agency is. And my dad is my like number one supporter. And he was like, well, you could start a business with it. And I was like, you're right, I could. So let's do it. So we did that um, September of 2020. Oh, that's really nice how supportive he was as well. Yeah. <laughs> So you've kind of already answered like where this all came from. Obviously, it's been an important part of your life for ages, ever since you were young. So I guess a question could be, what alternative route would you have gone down if you hadn't have been a founder of Think Social? Um, probably social media manager at a fashion or a beauty business. Um, but as I was kind of starting my job search and internship, internship search like while still in college I was like wow I'm gonna go through four years of college and then get paid $14 an hour and work nine to five and I was like I think that there's a better way I think there's a better way (laughs) (laughs) Um, obviously this is something that you love and it's also been a combination of all your hobbies but was it still hard starting a business at a young age whilst also attending university yeah it definitely was it was kind of Like I saw a a lot of other kind of people doing the same thing that I was doing. And it was, you know, that imposter syndrome kicking in like, well, they can do it because they have this and this and this. So I don't know about if I could actually stay consistent enough, blah, blah, since I'm in school. Um, But the pandemic really just gave me so much time (laughs) to learn so much and, um, yeah, I just was just bored of being on social media by myself and on TikTok for hours and hours and hours. And there's <laughs> so much free information online to learn, um, like whatever you want to learn. So I just tried to take advantage of that as much as I could. I love how you did something because you're on TikTok too much and I'm just sat here yeah, just doing it still. I'm still, I'm still on TikTok too much. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so what is some advice you have for those who want to do something similar to you, whether it's starting their own business or being a brand designer? Um, so in terms of like being a brand designer, I would definitely say build your portfolio and build your portfolio with brands that types of brands that you want to do services for. So, um, that could be like creating a fake brand. If you are a bookworm and you want to help you know, bookstores grow, things like that. Create an entire fake bookstore brand, logos, packaging, mock-ups, a little coffee shop inside the bookstore, and just practice and 
um, those types of clients will come to you if that's the work that you're showing out, like um, just the work that I've done and just posted on social media. It's it's fun work. It's been like a lot of passion projects where I just created fake brands and then people come to me, they're like, I love how your personality is so, you know, in your branding. I want all that color. I want all that fun. Um, so just focus on building your portfolio and it doesn't have to be real brands. Um, and just putting your work out there, even if you don't have a website or uh, Instagram just for your work, you know, putting on your personal social medias. There are so many connections that you have that you don't even know. Friends of friends of friends um, who, you know, will maybe give like you can do free work for um, or super cheap work for. Uh, and a lot of people will want to help you out. And you may not realize that, but once you put yourself out there, people are going to want to help and give advice and things like that. So just use your resources wisely. There's so much free information, as I was saying, online, like LinkedIn Learning, uh, the Adobe programs have, or the Adobe uh, YouTube channel has a bunch of informative videos. So just really use your resources uh, put your work out there and just keep learning and keep trying new things and you'll find a great style that works for you that people recognize um, as beautiful work and the clients will come. Um, so you've spoken a bit about building your portfolio and getting resources. So would you say it's actually necessary to be really good at art or tech if you want to go into brand designing? I think definitely not. I think that you can be pretty mediocre at both things. You probably know a lot more than you think you know, uh, whether that is how social media programs work, um, just the basics of, you know, Excel, iMovie, things like that. I know in my grade schools, I learned a lot of the basics. And there's so many resources online available. And I think that if you have an interest in it, if you have a passion for it, odds are you're pretty, you're pretty good at it, or at least not terrible. Um, so as long as you, it's something that you want to do, uh, you know, if you look at just being a social media manager or something like that and be like, oh, it's easy, can make a lot of money, whatever it is, but you don't actually care enough to learn and you don't care enough to continue to, you know, build your portfolio and gain experience, then you're not going to be good at it. You know, you have to work at whatever you are wanting to do. And it really just starts with that passion and drive to do it. And there's so many resources and practice makes perfect. Um, and that's why passion projects are so important is just continuing to try new things and improve your work and you'll get better super quickly. Yeah, especially I think recently with like TikTok and Instagram, I actually see a lot of advice and tutorials and things on there, especially with social media managing. Mm -hmm. Like I, a lot on my For You page yeah. people talking about it. <laughs> so that's also another platform in addition to what you've already said. Definitely. Like anything you want to learn about, especially on TikTok, you can just search that hashtag and scroll for so long and learn so much <laughs> and get so many different resources. Um, the uh, when you had Mila or Myla, Mila Holmes on the podcast yeah. weeks ago, I was like so shook that she was on here because she was like <laughs> one of the first people that I saw 
on TikTok, like doing what she was doing. And she was like, you can do it. Like, it's not, you know, like y'all met her. And that was just really cool that she was on that. But yeah, there are so many people that are just willing to give so much free and valuable information to help you get off the ground. Yeah. Oh, that's great. You listen to our meal apps. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Mila's so, so nice cool. as well. She's so nice. Yeah, <laughs> I'm always watching her stuff. I really want to take her master classes, but I don't know if she's offering them anymore. I always saw her advertising them. And I was like, oh, like one day. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what do you think, from the brand perspective, is the most important aspect when you are creating a brand? I think it would be really understanding your target customer who you are selling to, um, you know, if you're a CEO and your favorite colors are pink and purple and you love unicorns and you're selling, <laughs> what are you selling? Um, lamps, <laughs> selling lamps. If all of the people also that you're selling to don't love unicorns and pink and purple, it's just not going to work out. You really have to understand who you are selling to and think beyond yourself as the CEO or Like for me, think beyond my branding style or me as a brand designer, but really think of what are the colors, what are the messaging, what's the copywriting, like what are the the best practices for all of those to reach the person that you're trying to reach. So if you have an amazing product or an amazing service, nobody's going to know unless you actually reach the people that care. So it goes a lot beyond just the aesthetics and really go like so much strategy goes in before we even start logos or color palettes anything like that Um, that's why I love to offer free brand discovery calls with clients where we just talk about their customer their mission uh, their products things that have worked in the past things that haven't worked in the past to really understand the basis and the purpose for the brand to then be able to have the aesthetics follow yeah so building up on that what do you think are a few things that make a brand unique i think that the top thing that makes a brand unique is their ability to start conversations around their brand so any brand that really makes an impact on you it's for whether it's an emotional reason it's something that you care about that the brand also care about cares about like for example airy the top thing that comes off my head people love airy people are in a people who really love airy are in their the airy community they're active on the socials they're you know constantly using the hashtags things like that and so to be able to have a strong enough message or miss mission or values that really strikes with the community that you're trying to reach and um you know builds engagement and conversations around your product or service I think that's the most impactful and that is what is going to make the brand last for years and years and years Um, and I think another aspect to keep in mind when creating brand is just the overall mood that you want to evoke in the people who are viewing your brand so like as soon as somebody goes to the Instagram page for example they need to know exactly like what the vibe is I guess um and it needs to be straightforward and you only have so much time to to um attract people and get them to follow 
or whatever. So it really needs to be a straightforward message, whether that's, you know, super sophisticated or humorous and quirky uh, to be able to gain somebody's attention and keep it there because of your strong brand message and just cohesion in general, uh, not only with the aesthetics, but with the um, brand message as well. So what tips do you have for getting clients? I'd say my top tip is Facebook groups. That's how I got a bunch of my first clients is joining. So whatever niche you're in. So um, for me, I'm fashion and beauty. So I joined a lot of Facebook groups that were um, makeup artists in Atlanta, uh, small beauty service entrepreneurs, small businesses, Atlanta, et cetera. I joined like 30 or more Facebook groups. And if you just go on there, people are constantly asking, you know, for a logo designer, blah, blah, blah. You can um, also post on there and say, you know, I'm doing half off or free social media services for two people, whatever. I don't really recommend working for free, but it is helpful in the beginning if you aren't super um, reliant on the money coming in at the moment. Like, for example, I'm still in school. And so my first clients, I did a lot of free or a couple of free projects um, and in exchange for a video interview or a video testimonial that I can put on my Instagram, on all my social medias and website. And they, you know, will also refer me to any other friends that they have. And also um, another tip for getting clients is to make your social medias a beautiful portfolio of your work. And also don't only talk to people on social media because you want them to be your clients. Like don't only reply to people's stories and stuff because you think that maybe they'll be your client and they'll, they'll want to purchase from you. Have conversations because you want to and tap into conversations that interest you or you have opposing viewpoints to um, and just building relationships it takes a minute but it really works you know uh, people will come back to you and want to invest and especially with branding it is an investment it is something that brands have to save for and plan for so you can't expect to get you know a follower or two and they want to book you right away um, it's a process of gaining their trust and putting out valuable information and advice um, and yeah and they'll come they will. Um, and so now I am luckily at just such a great point where most of my clients just come to me. I don't do any outreach. And that's because I stay consistent on social media and I provide valuable content and I put my work out there and people, people are going to come to you. Yeah. yeah. So you spoke a bit about how you get clients on Facebook. So you go into like groups and stuff. Mm -hmm. um what about other social medias so I know Instagram it's quite quite hard to get like your page out there if you don't have like a specific way of doing it so mm -hmm. um do you have any tips on how to do stuff on Instagram maybe yeah so um I would say stories are super super valuable and a lot of people say that but I noticed such a difference like when I'm posting on my stories multiple times a day I'm getting so many views so many new followers, people responding and engagement just going up. Um, and if I get super busy and I don't post on my stories for a couple days, four days or so, and then I post, you know, to my feed, my engagement is a lot lower. 
Um, and I think especially if you are trying to be like a brand designer or a social media manager, put your face out there, show people your process, talk to people, get ad- get um, people's feedback of kind of what what content they want to see. Because even if those, the people who are following you currently, even if they're not your current clients, they're still, you know, constantly looking at what you're posting and if you're posting valuable content and you're posting, you know what you're talking about and you're posting your work that's beautiful, they will come around and they are going to want to um, invest in your services. And I think that um, also for Instagram is having genuine conversations as I kind of mentioned before. Um, but the more you engage, the more engagement you get back. And that's just so true in every single form, whether that's comments, DMs, anything like that. Um, You have to be willing to start conversations with people and not just commenting like, this is cute, but oh, this is so cute. I also bought a dress like this last week, blah, blah, blah. This store has this sale. Did you hear about that? Whatever. Starting actual conversations um, so that Instagram recognizes that you are an active user and they want you on the app. So the longer you can keep people on the app, you know, the more they're going to help push you up and get you exposed to more and new accounts. Well, on the topic of social media, there are obviously so many do's and don'ts and everyone has their own piece of advice. But do you have any like social media myths or branding myths that you've experienced yourself that you can kind of debunk for us? Yeah, I would say the top myth, I guess, um, would be that you have to post every day for brands and you definitely don't have to. I, my packages range between three days a week to six days a week. And just as long as you are staying consistent. And I would say that posting stories every day is way more important than posting on your feed every day. Another one, a common myth is, I guess, um, well, not necessarily buying followers, but just having a lot of followers means that you have a lot of clients or you have a lot of sales. And that is not true at all. Um, people can have thousands and thousands of followers. You have no idea, you know, what's going on behind the scenes. A lot of people buy followers and or a lot of people have just a lot of inactive followers. So it's so much more valuable to actually know who you're targeting and gain a community quality over quantity every single time, you know, same, not only with your followers, but also with the things that you post quality over quantity. You want to make sure that what you're putting out, you're not just putting out a, you know, a photo of your product saying buy now. You want to show your product in people's daily lives and how your product is making a difference in people's lives and lifestyles um I guess it's not really a myth but more of just like a point that branding is an investment and it would it's very it's you know super rare for somebody to just see a designer see say their package is two thousand dollars and immediately like they're ready to purchase like that's not really how it works especially with small businesses and it takes time and it's okay to wait and save for a good designer. If you want, if you want your brand to, you know, look professional, cohesive and expand further and further, it's a lot better to wait, save, 
do your research on designers, figure out who is going to understand your brand the most and wait and then invest in it when you're ready rather than going, you know, on Facebook or Craigslist and saying, uh, can somebody design a logo for me for $20? Because the a lot of times when people are rebranding and they go for like the cheaper routes, they end up having to rebrand once a year or every six months because they realize it's not lasting and they don't actually like how it came out so taking the time to really research who is going to be designing your brand is super important there's no rush and it's normal to have to save up and wait till you know you have the funds in your small business bank account to be able to invest in something that is going to ultimately you know the return on investment is incredible compared to spending twenty dollars on a single logo or like single packaging design yeah yeah well once you've got the clients how closely do you work with them from that point onwards so is there quite a lot of back and forth redoing and re-editing or do they kind of just leave up to you so it depends some business owners are like really nervous to give away trust um which i understand but the best clients are the ones that are like, okay, let me fill out this. Um, Cause I give them like a brand discovery worksheet where they just kind of like tell me a little bit more details about the brand. I'm like, when they send that to me and they're like, okay, talk to you in two weeks. I'm like, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> I've really, I've been really trying to like streamline my actual like communication, um, communication process with my clients. Um, and what I do normally is we get a, get on a call, talk about the services, talk about their brand. They fill out a brand discovery guide, and then we create a Pinterest mood board where we both pin things that we like. And then I go in and create a curated mood board. That's like, excuse me, nine to like 12 photos, colors, descriptive words, things like that. And then once they approve the mood board, I go off for like a week or two and create two different concepts uh, based off of the mood board. So two different kind of creative directions. And then I present them to the client and then we go through a round of revisions Um, and just trying the most effective thing is just trying to minimize the or minimize the the amount of back and forth. Because, you know, when it's on, like, email and Instagram and texting, it's really hard to keep track of who is who and what is going on for each client. So, yeah. I I've also been using um, the app Notion. Oh, don't uh, get Hannah like, and Jenna started about Notion. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, my, like, templates are not organized <laughs> like that. But <laughs> if you guys are, like, crazy about it, I'm sure your yours looks beautiful. I think it was Hannah's weekly favorite or something, wasn't it? Yeah, Um, it's my weekly favorite. They were literally talking. We were having a meeting about the podcast the other day, and they were just like, "Jen was like, Hannah, I've done my notion." (laughs) (laughs) Did you make your own templates, or did you? I think you can like download them from other users. Yeah, I downloaded mine personally, but like. I usually I just stick with the simple just list mm-hmm. like where you can just add a list in yeah, and, and, yeah. it's not are, that fancy mine are not well I have it organized by like my different clients and then I just do like the timeline option so that's how I right. keep track but some people theirs is so complex 
I'm like, wow, I commend you for that. That's amazing. <laughs> Things with me, I don't think like Hannah, Hannah and Jalen, Jana Jalen goes on it like every day to do her checklist for what she's going to do the next day. <laughs> but I would just I not do it. <laughs> I just, yeah, I know. I'd, I'd like prepare it all it was really nice but then I just wouldn't go on it for like a month <laughs> then like, oh god I forgot to do this 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 and this and it just stressed me out even more <laughs> yeah um so what is your favorite aspect of your job I know that's quite a difficult question <laughs> um I don't have to answer to anybody and it's so amazing like I and I just could do whatever I want like that's just (laughs) that's just it and I it's it is sometimes a hard balance you know figuring out how much relaxation time I should have how much working time I should have um but you know the fact that I can just cancel a meeting if I'm not feeling well or I can push back deadlines if I really need to uh for my mental health you know I am so grateful for that I have, you know, friends who are in regular jobs where they go in and it's just so hard to get, you know, time off if they if they're feeling sick, you know, like they still have to go in. It's just like I am just so grateful for just the freedom is just how it is. And, you know, especially after I graduate college, I'm going to have a lot more free time to be able to just do whatever I want travel I'm really hoping to travel a lot you know after everything is cleared and I have the vaccine um but yeah I'm just really looking forward to being in the real world like an adult out of college um (laughs) and still like having so much freedom and not having to answer to anybody yeah so in terms of negatives then what have been some struggles you've had within your business um for example, like growing on social media, have you found that to be particularly hard? Um, I think that as for growing on social media, it's like, it's hard when I'm not putting in the work, when I'm not consistently, you know, on every day on stories, constantly updating. It is hard to grow. And I'm like, wow, I don't, I'm not growing. Like recently, like the past week or so, I've had uh, college midterms and just like a bunch of branding projects where I just haven't been on social media as much. And I see my follower count is not growing as much as it is, but as it used to. But like, if I sit down and put in the work, it will grow. And that's the thing about social media is like, you have to be really honest with yourself about how much work you're putting in. Because to really grow and gain engagement, it takes a lot of work and time and just sitting on your phone or your computer for so long and being consistent with it. So, um, yeah. And then I think just another negative, I guess, would be, as you can see, my bed is right behind me and this is my desk. (laughs) So the separation of work and home can be a little bit hard and even this week I'm on my college spring break and I initially like planned like I wasn't gonna work I was just gonna relax all week and I've been doing I've been working all week I just haven't really um taken a break but that's okay putting in the work (laughs) (laughs) yeah so is there anything that you wish you'd known before you started your business hmm I wish I knew 
more information about contracts um, because I had a very, very loose, like, general contract that I got as, like, a template online, and I just changed it around. And then I had some pretty not good experiences with clients where I was, like, doing, like, six times the amount of work that I was, like, being paid for, you know, just because of, like, revisions and we just were not clicking creatively and um, definitely like before you start working with clients, I definitely recommend getting, just doing your research on what you need in your contract to protect you from not being stressed out, to protect you from getting the money that you deserve and making sure that your time is worth what, like what the money you're making basically. so yeah yeah I guess that's kind of one of the downsides for working for yourself as well mm-hmm. is that you don't have anyone kind of regulating it it's all up to you yeah and there are so and there's no right way to do any of it like so mm-hmm. everybody does it differently in terms of you know like invoicing clients and onboarding clients and, um just all that it's there's so many ways to do it and so I'm definitely still trying I'm still figuring out the logistics behind it all of um, how to make everything run as smoothly as possible mm. also I think it's quite hard I guess um, like if someone's like struggling with you and you're struggling with them you can't just say oh you can speak to my manager because you are the manager yeah yeah <laughs> exactly like yep that's exactly and there's been a couple times where I just get asked questions that I don't even know how to answer I'm like um let me just do some research real quick and then I'll tell you the answer (laughs) um so to finish off this episode what are your future plans or your goals for you and your business so in 2021 yep this is 2021 (laughs) um um over summer hopefully I will be hiring some freelance social media managers and designers so probably uh, a lot from the the college that I go to. So seniors who are looking for internship and part-time um, experience. And I will hopefully be hiring just people from everywhere and doing it virtually, um, just expanding. And so that hopefully by the end of 2021, I will be more so the overviewer of all of the accounts and or the overseer I guess of all the accounts and projects and I'll just get to chillax and make sure everything is going um as well as it can and making sure that I I hire people who also have the same values as me and who have the same kind of design style and approach to design as me so I think that'll be definitely the hardest part but I'll probably get people to um, apply like through social media. I feel like that's a really good way, like on TikTok and Instagram and stuff. Um, And yeah, so expanding. Um, I would love to get an office space in like a year or two. Um, So anybody who's like working with me in Atlanta, we can work there together. And yeah. Yeah, that's great that you're already in the position where you can start considering hiring people. Like that's yeah. such an achievement, especially since you, like, you started in just 2020 as well. Like, yeah, definitely. And there's been like just 
it's been awesome just people you know from my high school and my town just reaching out to me and being like this is so awesome this is what I want to do like please let me know when you're hiring so I have some some uh prospects I guess (laughs) (laughs) that's great um well before we go would you like to tell our listeners where they can find you on social media where they can find blink social all of your account information yeah so my instagram is blink social it's b-l-y-n-k social and oh on tiktok as well blink social b-l-y-n-k and um I love meeting new people. So if you come to my Instagram or TikTok from the podcast, I would love to uh, have a chat with you and get to know you a little bit. Um, If you're looking to rebrand your small business or you're starting a small business and you want some professional and fun branding, um, let me know. I do free consultation calls so we can get on Zoom and meet and just talk about your brand before you have to commit to any type of service. Um, and yeah, I do social media management as well. So if you're a small business owner that is really overwhelmed with everything you have to do, I love taking away the, the pressure and the tasks of social media off your shoulders and just making your social media look beautiful. And then you just get to look at it from afar. Um, but yeah, again, my name's Katie. Follow me on IG and all that. And yeah. <laughs> thank you um i will leave the links to all of her socials in the description of this podcast so anyone can go and check out um as they should <laughs> yeah the instagram is very very nice yeah. <laughs> um well thank you katie so much for joining us on today's episode we've absolutely loved talking to you thank you guys i loved meeting you and I'm so happy that we got to do it on Zoom so I can actually see your faces. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you again. And as for us, make sure you follow our Instagram, which is at the Little Women Podcast. And we'll see you guys next time for a new episode. Thank you guys for listening to today's episode. If you want to find us elsewhere, you can follow our Instagram at the Little Women Podcast, where you can ask future guest questions, hear about new episodes coming up, and also see what we get up to behind the scenes. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on and give us a five-star rating. We upload every other Sunday, so we'll see you then for a brand new episode.